Now, what will this message say? Now, I've heard some people give messages in tongues, and then I've heard interpretations, and I really wondered if the interpretation matched the message in tongues. You have, too, no doubt, been there a few times. Now, let me get it to you this way. Let's say a person stands up and speaks in tongues as a message for two minutes. Does that mean the interpreter has to stand up and speak in tongues for two minutes also? Let's say the person giving a message in tongues stands up and speaks for 30 seconds and sits down. The person interpreting stands up and speaks for five minutes. How can that be? Well, it's simple. It's in the key of the word interpretation. And really, I'm discussing two gifts at one time because it's, it's difficult to separate the two of them. It is interpretation, not translation. And this is where we get worried about whether or not the message that God gives us to speak forth will be interpreted because we're afraid they won't know just exactly what we said. We don't know what we said. I don't know why we're worried anyway. We don't have any idea what we said most of the time, so why should we worry about it anyway? It is interpretation, and therefore it will not be a literal word-for-word translation of what you said. So don't worry about it. As God instructs you to give forth a message, give forth that message. Now, we know that he has placed a limit in chapter 14 on the number of messages and tongues that can be given. What is that number? Three. He placed that limit there. I had a youth group one time. I wasn't the leader of the youth group. Another gentleman was, and, and they were having prayer meetings, and, and they come to us one time and said, we had 50 messages in tongues and interpretation last night. I thought, my goodness, you're hard of hearing. If the Lord couldn't get it through in three messages, son, I wonder if we can hear him, you know? Anyway, God will use you to speak forth a message, and you, your question in your mind is, will anybody interpret are there people in this congregation who have the gift of interpretation, who have at least manifested the gift of interpretation on occasion? Is there? Yeah, yes. Yes, there is. There are people who have manifested the gift of interpretation. What if you're in a congregation and you don't know? What do you do? If I didn't know, I'd keep silent. Now you say, well, now wait a minute. The Holy Spirit tells you to speak. If I didn't know, I would keep silent. I really would especially if I'm new to that congregation. Now, if I've been there a long time, that's different. But if I am new to that congregation and I don't know if somebody there has the gift of interpretation, now, of course, I have been used to manifest the gift of interpretation, so I guess maybe uh, I better clarify. If you have the gift of interpretation, if you've been used of God with the gift of interpretation, then no problem. He says there are to be no more than three and he said, if there's no one present to interpret, then let him keep silent. So there are very clear-cut guidelines to go by. And if we go by those guidelines, we're not going to be afraid of getting into the area where people will, will accuse us of doing all kinds of funny things. The Bible is clear, and we don't have to worry about abuses. Just use them correctly. Now, let me differentiate here between the gift of tongues as in 1 Corinthians 12 and the speaking in tongues as of Acts chapter 2, verse 4, the day of Pentecost. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, God gives you a language, okay? You can speak in a language that you never heard. The language is not the Holy Ghost. The language is a manifestation of the Holy Ghost. It's a praise and a prayer language, other than what you have learned, okay? That language, once you've learned it, you can speak it, okay? Just as you speak the language that... You speak now. However, the gift of the Holy Spirit is different because the Holy Spirit manifests it 
when there is a need and when he chooses to and through whom he chooses. And it is to be interpreted. When you are speaking in tongues as prayer and worship to God, it is not to be interpreted. And this is where people who come from outside of Pentecostal circles don't understand Pentecostals. They come into a service where Pentecostals are praising God and some of them in other tongues and some of them in English. And, and I know that there are some who have some particular views on that too, that you shouldn't do that. And, and that may be correct. I don't know. But some people who come in maybe to a prayer meeting where Pentecostals are praising God in other tongues and they think it's supposed to be interpreted. They don't understand that there's a difference between tongues as evidence of the baptism in the Holy Spirit and tongues as gift of the Holy Spirit to be interpreted. The Bible says that they are a sign in 1 Corinthians 14, 22. When someone stands up in a congregation and speaks in an unknown tongue, what do you do? You take note, don't you? You remember the first time you had that experience? You remember the first time you were in a Pentecostal service or a, a church where the Holy Spirit was moving and somebody stood up and spoke in tongues? You remember, you remember that first experience? Wow, what in the world is going on? Well, that's common. That's, that's natural. It's a sign. It tells you that there's something beyond the normal, beyond the ordinary. And this, that Paul says, is a sign to unbelievers. You see, unbelievers will say, wow, the Holy Spirit. Something is here. And I guarantee you if they're a believer and they have not been in a service like that, they will recognize the Spirit of God in your presence. 